0: bringing you key insights, tips, and advice from the brightest minds in the Canadian franchise industry. This is the Franchise Canada Chats podcast. Welcome to the Franchise Canada Chats podcast, where we take you into the world of franchising. Our interviews are with franchisees, franchisors, and industry leaders who give on the pulse expert advice and share their franchising insights and experiences. I'm your host, Stephanie. This is season three, episode eight. In this episode, we feature Dimitri Eliopoulos, Senior Vice President and Managing Director of Public Affairs at Angus Reid Group. He shares advice as a public opinion expert about how Canadians have been affected by the COVID-19 pandemic, and how they've changed their lives and the ways they would like to be communicated with. Here, Dimitri explains how Canadians' jobs and finances have been impacted by the pandemic, what businesses they're interacting with most, how they feel about advertising today, and much more. This episode was adapted from Dimitri's keynote presentation titled Consumer Insights Today, Understanding the Perceptions and Needs of Canadians in a COVID-19 Environment, as part of the Canadian Franchise Association's Business Recovery Summit Series. The month-long series of webinar presentations took place throughout October. You can learn more at cfa.ca. Enjoy the episode!
1: Hi, everyone. Thanks for uh, joining us today. And, and thank you to the Canadian Franchise Association for uh, having me here to uh, speak. Uh, my name is Dimitri Eliopoulos. I'm the Managing Director of Public Affairs and the Head of Research uh, of the, uh, the, the Research uh, Group. So today we're going to be talking about public opinion uh, among Canadians and, and general market research uh, sentiments. And and I guess, you know, we'll, we'll start off with asking why. Why is this important to, to talk about today? And, you know, the long story short it's because all the, the the work that that we've been doing for for years for for clients like yourselves and a lot of the work that you've accumulated learning about the the behaviors the values the the, the spend of Canadians everything uh, changed overnight and, and I can't think of a, a single event that's happened where every single Canadian overnight has changed everything about themselves and so all of this accumulated knowledge that we've had over years has suddenly gone out the window and we needed to quickly reorient ourselves to, to understand what's the new landscape and, and how do we adjust to it. A, a quick uh, background on, on the data we, you're about to see. Early in March, and this is you know right around the March 12th where everything just shut down, we, we realized that you know things were moving and things were moving fast. So we immediately launched a, a, a weekly uh, monitor of, uh, of uh, public opinion among a representative sample of Canadians and that's what you'll see. Um, with the intent not so much from a from a public policy or, or a political view that that uh, you know you tend to see a lot in the headlines but it's more from a, a market perspective, a behavioral perspective, a sector perspective and, and what we did is we, uh, we we ended up we gave this to uh, our, our clients, our relationships uh, and, and a lot of people who are just interested to uh, uh, understand how their business needs to adapt. So I'm going to be showing you that information, but, and we'll need to go through it fairly quickly uh, today. Uh, but you know, just know that uh, my contact information is on the last slide. If you are interested in, in receiving this on an ongoing basis, we're still putting this out bi-weekly, please reach out to me. There's, there's no cost attached. It's just something that we wanted to do to, to help, uh, you know, help uh, Canadian businesses uh, orient themselves for the, the new uh, environment. And here we go with the data so as I said this is a uh, an ongoing uh, a bi-weekly uh, now uh, monitor that we do it's a, a general population roughly 1500 uh, Canadians doing a, an online survey uh, it's it's represented by uh, all age uh, uh, gender region uh, just to make it the, as, as representative as possible what we'll be talking about is uh, and again these are sort of layered in terms of what what's how do we uh, how do we understand the market? How do we understand Canadians? How, how do we empathize with what they're going through in order to make the proper business decisions? So we'll first talk about what is it that they're going through? How do they see the pandemic? How do they see their lives within the pandemic? How scared are they? Two, what's their personal finances uh, in, in, in this uh, uh, environment? Are they getting better or worse? How are they adapting? Uh, three, behaviorally, what's, what's the day-to-day like? What, what are they occupying their time with? And, and frankly, what are they spending their money on? Four and this is always the the burning questions that we get from our clients. What do we say to uh, what do we say to the market? What is it that uh, that Canadians want to hear? Is it even okay to, to talk to them, or is it sort of a, a sensitive time and we should just back off? And then five, we'll we'll touch uh, very quickly on uh, what does the future hold. And that's not to say that uh, you know I have a, a crystal ball on on what's going to happen, but this is the perception of Canadians in terms of you know what they think is going to happen when the when the pandemic ends. So let's just jump right into it. The current landscape. Uh, first, we talk. About stress. And uh, we ask this uh, usually on a, on a four point scale, going from very stressed to, to, to not at all stressed. But because of this particular situation, we needed to talk about uh, extreme levels of stress. And as you can see here, 22% of Canadians saying that they, st- they feel very or extremely stressed. Uh, we've been here's the, the data in, in, uh, in a, a tracking format. Um, and behind that, you can see the number of new cases. Uh, that's uh, happened in Canada every week. So the, the, the red being the extreme or, or uh, level of stress or very stressed, you can see the high point was very early in March, but overall it's, it's a relatively flat line uh, going to show that, uh, you know, Canadians are, are fairly uh, stoic about this. They, they adapted uh, very quickly and then from there you know, even though 22% is still you know, a significant one in five Canadians saying that they feel uh, extreme or, or very stressed about this, um, it, it's been level as, as uh, the uh, pandemic has gone on. What are they worried about? And again, we, we talk on that, that more extreme side. Extreme, they're very, very concerned about the falling people getting sick. And you can see it's not about themselves personally. It's about their, their, their older parents. It's about their, their children. That's where the, the focus is. So it's not really about me. I'm not worried about me getting sick. It's, it's the people around me. This is a big one that, that we uh, that came out of the, the last one and I, and I think this is sort of very indicative of you know where, where we're all at and I think you know there's an extent to which many of us uh, you know understand this but but I think this is pretty startling to say that 50-50 percent uh, 50 it's a 50/50 50, 50 breakdown on Canadians who say my life is still moving forward or I feel like my life is on hold. So one in two Canadians saying that my life is on hold during the pandemic. That, that's a that's a pretty major finding. Canadians are not living their lives and they they don't think of themselves living their lives as normal. So and you can see on on the right hand side we do a bit of a demographic breakdown and it's not surprising. Ontario and Quebec are are most likely to feel like their life is on hold because that's where the the majority of the uh, of the uh, outbreak has been. Uh, and then also, of course, uh, those who are over the age of uh, 55, who who feel uh, a little bit more vulnerable than the the rest of the population. So we also ask: Are things getting better or are things getting worse? And and we ask in Canada: Are things getting better or worse? We ask uh, globally: are, are things getting better or worse? And and you can see in the back, we we've also put the the number of new cases in Canada. And so these lines are are the are things getting worse? The the dark blue one being. Uh, In in Canada, are things getting worse? And you can see that what's interesting that the Canada line very closely uh, uh, aligns with the number of new cases. And as the number of new cases went down, things are not getting worse. Canadians are are noting that as things get, uh, things uh, cases do pick up. Canadians have a a big uptick right now. Seventy-one percent saying that things are getting worse rather than better. And what this tells me is that Canadians are are following. And, And I think we all know this anecdotally. Everybody knows the, the number of new cases every week. Uh, and, and as a result, they're, they're uh, uh, very keenly aware of what's happening right now. Overall perceptions. Um, this is the, the proportion who agree with the following statements. So 72% uh, saying the current rise of uh, cases was preventable. Uh, uh, 71% saying most Canadians are doing a good job with uh, taking precautions. 59% saying that uh, the rise of the COVID cases uh, as a failure on the part of Canadians. Uh, Closer to to the 50-50 mark, 54% saying, I find taking precautions to be uh, fatiguing. And we've seen this in our research as a constant theme as well. Uh, Optimism among half Canadians. I'm confident Canadians will be able to bring the COVID case down quickly. uh, And and it's time for things to go back to normal. And this is, uh, these, these last, and The health risk of the coronavirus has been over overblown. Twenty six percent is low, but that's still one in four saying I think this is a, this is a, a big deal over nothing. And so these are those bottom two metrics. It's time for things to go back to normal, and the and the the, the health risk of uh, Corona has been overblown. That also is something that that mirrors. Uh, the case count and candidates. So as as the case count was going down, so was the, the proportion of people who said it's time for things going back to go back to normal. And also people just saying, listen, this thing's been overblown. As the case count goes up, th- these two metrics go up as well. So we ask in a, in a slightly different way, what is it that you're, you're more focused about? And, and really that first slide that we looked at, What's where, where's your stress coming from? And you can see that we ask, are you more focused on the health crisis uh, of the pandemic or, or are you more focused on the economy? And you can see these are still pretty close, although it's, it's clearly uh, the, the health crisis that's, uh, the, that's more on people's minds. But you can see that you know, two in five Canadians, 42% saying that my main focus is the economy, not so much the, the health crisis if I had to pick between the two. So let's talk about uh, finances a little bit. Uh, we ask about uh, concern about uh, the Canadian economy and we also ask about concern uh, about uh, personal finances. Uh, and again, we used a five point scale. We wanted to bring extreme into it because again, this is an extreme event that uh, is doesn't uh, is a little bit beyond the conventional scales that that we've used in the past. Uh, so 56% saying that they are uh, concerned about the uh, Canadian economy. Uh, you can see that that these metrics were at their highest in in March and April, but it's slowly trickled down and it's been pretty stable at ar- around the uh, the 56% mark. And then for personal finances, around the 28% mark. So 28% saying I'm very or extremely concerned about my personal finances. So you know, thinking about that in terms of uh, uh, that's one in four uh, Canadians. 32%. Uh, that, that gray uh, chart in the middle saying, uh, I'm still concerned. It's not very or extreme, but I'm still concerned. So that's another third of Canadians. So it's really only the 32% and the 8% together saying, I'm not very or not at all concerned. So 40% saying that's, it's not a problem. Um, when we ask about personal finances since March, is it getting better? Is it getting worse? Uh, you can see that 29% say that their finances uh, have, have worsened. Although some have say that they've uh, uh, improved as well, so 22% saying that they've improved. To contextualize that, 29% who say that they've uh, that it's worsened. uh, Take a look at the chart on the right here, where we ask: Have you accumulated uh, any new debt since March uh, that's not related to uh, the pandemic? Or or sorry, that's that that you would not have accrued if it hadn't been for the the pandemic. So that's 28% saying that they've acquired new debt because of the pandemic. They wouldn't have ordinarily acquired that debt. So if you could. If you look at that number and you look back at the, the 29% who say, uh, my, my personal finances has, uh, uh, has worsened, it gives a little bit extra context there. It's not 29% saying, oh, I haven't saved as much money as I, as I usually would like to. It's 28% of the population saying, I've accrued new debt because of this, so I'm, I'm going in the hole. So there's a lot of uh, uh, you know, financial fragility that's happening. Uh, what, are, what are Canadians doing since the start of the pandemic? 34% uh, saying that they're cutting back on, on spending. And, and we've done some other research to, to show that, uh, you know, Canadians are really uh, taking a good look at their budget and prioritizing you know, the, the nice-to-haves and the have-to-haves, and, and they're starting to get their finances in order. Um, the other big one that pops out is, is the ensuring that there is a, a nest egg available. Uh, and, and now is, is the, the time that, that people need it as, as more and more uh, Canadians are, are out of work and, and feeling the pressure. Uh, one in five saying that they've talked to someone at a, at a financial institution, uh, and then further down the list, I wanted to also point out uh, a, a worrying trend that, that's up a little bit, uh, cashing in uh, TFSAs and cashing in RRSPs. Uh, so, um, you know, the proportions are small, but that's still, you know, a pretty major step that, that uh, people would have to take. So this one I thought would be of, of particular interest. Uh, we, we ask about uh, if if you if someone was to tell you that they were thinking of uh, doing the following, would you tell them it's a good time to do it, it's a bad time, or 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 is it neither uh, sell a house, buy a house, invest in real estate, uh, uh, make a financial investment in general, or, or, or start a business? And, and I'll start at the bottom. Starting a business. If someone was to say, uh, uh, "I'm interested in, in starting a business," then seven uh, percent are uh, saying no. This is a, a good time, and fifty-one percent saying no. This is this is a really bad time to, to be doing that. So what are they doing with their time? It turns out that there's uh, more time that's uh, uh, there, there's a pretty even split of, uh, sorry, the, the less time should actually be uh, much smaller. It's 12% that was charted incorrectly. Canadians, have, 43% of Canadians uh, have uh, more time on their hands. Uh, and, and as I said, 12% say that they have less time on their hands. So this is a, a real change just in, in terms of uh, leisure time. And, and, you know, part of it is, uh, you know, having to, not having to, to commute and working from home and the, and the, the free time that comes with that. Others are, uh, are, you know, unfortunately uh, laid off from work and they have more time as a result of that. Uh, The one exception I would say is that the one group that does pop out in terms of having less time is parents of young children. And I think many, many of us know the the reality of having to uh, juggle work with with uh, with uh, child care uh, during the, the early months. So with all this new time, what, what is that happening? And so we've been tracking the the, the behavior over time. Um, and, and the following is is uh, really uh, prominent over, over the summer anyways. Uh, therapy shopping. So buying things that you wouldn't normal, normally buy, buying things you don't need uh, online, that, that's happening a lot. Uh, Zoom calls. Well, of course, we the fact that we all know what Zoom is and that there's a term such as Zoom fatigue, that that's been happening. Lots of online social media consumption, home improvement projects, that, that's going through the roof right now. Uh, you know, we know that some, some of the the uh, the home hardwares and the, the Home Depots can't keep uh, wood stock in, in in store long enough. They're all competing for it. Uh, overall media consumption: your your Netflix, your your cable TV. That lots of media consumption happening. Grocery services: the click and collect. Uh, people are cooking more at home. They're trying out new recipes, uh, and they're also uh, getting uh, uh, food services like the Uber Eats. So, however, while all that, especially the media consumption and the social media consumption and and the uh, the therapy shopping was all happening increasingly. Uh, Now that it's fall, we're we're noticing that these things are on the the decline much more. Canadians are much more itching to get back to normal and get back to their normal lives and uh, see if they can emulate that as best they can. Uh, In terms of what they're spending their money on, uh, you can see that uh, groceries has has increased. Uh, Restaurant takeout, that has increased. Uh, But in terms of decreasing, dining in at restaurants, travel, of course, and uh, clothing and fashion. And and while I don't have it here, uh, we also uh, know that uh, home improvement type stuff, that, that is something that has also increased dramatically. Uh, are Canadians willing to go out? And so we 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 ask, how do you feel about going out to the following? So grocery stores, retail restaurants, malls, movie theaters, airports, uh, live sporting events. And these are numbers that have changed pretty dramatically as, as things have, have gone up and down with the case count. Uh, Canadians have always been pretty open to, to going to, to grocery stores. Um, and, and the next highest being uh, the retail. So 12, 27% saying I'm fine going to a, a in, in shopping. Uh, 54% saying uh, no, I would go, but cautiously. And then 19% saying like no way I'm not I'm not doing that so uh restaurants being uh, and, and malls being re- relatively equal uh and then uh, movie theaters 66% saying that they would avoid it completely Airports, 65% and then live sporting events 74% saying no way I'm, I'm not interested so I, I wanted to do a bit of a deep dive on what about uh, visiting restaurants specifically, and have you done this in the last two weeks? And so you can see that there's sort of tiers to the uh, to to the the data. The first two being a takeout and drive through. Seventy three percent saying in the last two weeks they've done takeout. Sixty seven percent saying they've done a drive through. You can see that. But you can see that additional proportion would still do it. 23% and 24% say, I haven't done it, but I would do it. Uh, the next tier is uh, eating in at a, at a for traditional restaurants. You yeah, at a patio or eating uh, indoors. Uh, 28% saying they, they've done the, the patio. 33% saying eat indoors. Uh, further down the list, uh, eating at a patio or indoors at a, at a fast food, QSR, uh, or, or at a, a food court. Much more people uh, saying that they would be unlikely to do that. In terms of feeling uh, safe, when you go into uh, some of these places, uh, you can see th- these are the proportion of of uh, that, that of Canadians who feel like the the following are doing a, a good job at making them feel safe. And you can see that there's sort of a tiered approach at this. At the very top, it's the the businesses that have been open since the the start and that have had more time to prepare and have uh, you know have already made uh, customers acclimatized to their environment because they have to go groceries and pharmacies. Uh, next up, we have sort of an even band of uh, retail stores, restaurants. Restaurants, hardware stores, banks, they're all doing a pretty good job. The next one down, coffee stores and convenience stores, these are uh, you know, these are the types of uh, places where it has much more volume of traffic, and as a result, customers are feeling a little less safe. And then finally, hotels and airports, this is uh, something that people are a lot less interested in, in doing these days. And it's not to say that anyone is doing a particularly bad job, but it's just that uh, you know, these are the proportions who are doing a, a good job at this time. Uh, in terms of communications, um, is it okay to communicate? How do we do it? Um, and, and you can see that we, we've been tracking a couple of perceptions. This is the wrong time for companies to advertise to me to buy their products and services at 42%, uh, 33% saying, I don't want to see companies launching any new products or services at this time. Now, these proportions, what's more interesting about uh, about these numbers is, is how they've trended over time. And you can see that you know beyond the 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 first anxiety, you can see that this perception has gone down as the cases go down, and now that the cases have gone back up, these perceptions are going up as well. Um, And I wouldn't necessarily say that that the 42% are are just that sensitive to the pandemic that uh, that they're saying that it's the wrong time for companies to to advertise to me. It's probably more the fact that people just don't like advertising. If they if given the choice, yeah, every time is the wrong time. Don't leave me alone so I can watch my show. Uh, Can companies communicate with its customers? 48% saying. As long as the message is sensitive to the crisis and it doesn't have to be uh, and we've done a lot of ad work and having, having to sort of reposition our ad work. It's not necessarily about, uh, you know, the the early stages of, you know, uh, you know, showing that all the contributions that are being made or anything like that. But it has to be relevant to the current current time. If it's, if it's about, uh, you know, somebody in, in, a, in, a, in a crowded uh a concert or, or a venue or something like that, or a crowded uh, restaurant or people touching each other. Obviously, these things are, are not of our time right now. This is not what's happening. So it has to be relevant to what people are, are going through. Uh, 24% saying, just do it the same way you always have. Um, 23% uh, saying, just communicate products and services that people can use during the pandemic. And then 5% saying, just don't communicate uh, at this time. An important takeaways is is don't sit this one out, and and I I know a lot of organizations are sort of wrestling with this, Uh, and and so here's a a few uh, striking. Uh, attitudinal statements, Uh, 79% agree that Canadian companies that take an active role during this crisis will gain the loyal customer in me. Uh, 78% saying it's reassuring to hear from Canadian companies at this time. And 51% saying Canadian companies that do nothing during this crisis will lose a customer in me. So it's important that, you know, even if we're not sure 100% of like the exact right way to do it, don't sit this one out, people will will notice. And, uh, you know, uh, earnestness and 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 best efforts to, to address the cu- the the crisis will be rewarded. Uh, and then, lastly, in terms of the future uh, when are things going to get back to normal? Uh, what will it look like? And and when will the pandemic end? So, uh, what does normal look like? Uh, only 6% saying exactly the same way it used to be. It's not going to be like that. Uh, 40% saying, okay, there's going to be minor changes to how we live our our lives. Uh, and then 47% saying major permanent changes to how we live our lives. So it it goes to show again that this new normal, it is going to be a new normal. It's not back to normal. Uh, So, and and that's how Canadians are are feeling at this time. So, and this is something that we'll continue to monitor as the, as the, uh, as the, as the pandemic uh, progresses, uh, whether, whether, you know, this is related to optimism or pessimism. Um, But right now, people are anticipating that normal is, is changes. Uh, And, uh, and when will that happen? If you look on the right hand side, uh, only 11% saying the next six months we're we're done with this. More people saying 33% uh, saying six months to about a year, this is when the pandemic will end, Uh, but a greater proportion saying this is more like one to two years. But that seems to be the threshold. Very few saying, uh, 15% saying longer than two years. That seems like one to two years is our threshold, which is obviously uh, a, a very long time to uh, to have to get through this. So lastly, we ask uh, Canadians, when things go back to normal, uh, what are you gonna be doing more and what are you gonna be doing less? And it, when it comes to, to doing this more, people are more interested in, in shopping local versus the, the national brands versus online brands. They, they want to connect with their community. A lot of people know of, of specific uh, of uh, businesses in their neighborhoods that have, have gone out of business, So, uh, and they feel that they haven't been able to support them enough, so they want to shop local. Uh, in terms of... Uh, the new working environment, working from home and video calls from, that are business related, you can see that a lot of Canadians are saying, yeah, I'm going to be doing this more than than I used to, and it's going to be a permanent part of uh, my life. Uh, same with online groceries. I mean, the, the click and collect wasn't really a thing before. And now we know that at least a, a quarter of Canadians, actually more than that, have have at least tried it once. And, uh, and, and many uh, of these stores have worked out the kinks in the system to attract, uh, to make that a viable channel. Uh, in terms of what people are going to be doing less, uh, you can see the uh, further down the list on the on the blue side, 63% saying shake hands with people. This is a thing of the of the past. Uh, so this is a, a, a major cultural norm that, that we're seeing that, uh, um, you know, may be going away. Uh, permanently. So uh, after that, uh, no surprises going to bars and clubs. That's the next one. People will be doing less of 54%. Same with uh, air travel, attending popular events, vacation abroad. This is all very sort of thematic with what we've been talking about so far. Uh, Less people comfortable with taking transit or Ubers and Lyfts. Uh, And then also people saying video socializing with with my friends. I want to be doing this less. I want to see my friends. I want to have more intimate gatherings uh, with my friends at home. Uh, so that's uh, really a, a, a quick guide through some of the, uh, the, the public opinion data that we have so far. Uh, some of the key uh, takeaways or themes that, that we're seeing, Canadians are managing the stress. They're pretty stoic. They're pretty even about this. It's not going up and down every day. But there is an emotional underbelly. And, and, and especially from a communications point of view, if you ignore that that's there, uh, you know, there's already been some some prominent examples where, you know, people are feeling like some of the uh, communications out there are, are especially tone deaf uh, and companies are getting uh, reprimanded. Canadians have lots of time on their hands. They're, there's a lot more than usual and they're itching to get back to normal. So, you know, finding an opportunity to create some sort of situation or introduce a situation where it feels like people can do something that feels normal will be vital. In terms of communication, again, it's not, we're not back to normal and you don't have to, you know, be overly sympathetic to, to COVID because we've all been living with it and adapting to it, but it's not back to normal. It is a, a, a new environment and any communication just has to be conscious of it and it has to be reflective of it. It's not, uh, it's not the way things used to be. Uh, don't sit this out. Um, You know, if if you're thinking about, you know, we're gonna wait for this to blow over or we don't know exactly how to talk about uh, coronavirus, uh, engage, Uh, you know, uh, uh, test your ads, uh, find a way to to get more information to find out how people are responding, uh, but don't sit out. And then finally, um, some of the the tracking graphs that I've uh, been uh, seeing on this this, uh, particular issue, uh, have changed so dramatically compared to the work I used to do. Uh, I've never seen lines go up and down like this. The, the situation is, is constantly uh, evolving. What held true in terms of what Canadians want and need or acting or feeling is not the same that it was a month ago. So it's important to, to keep evolving the way that, that you approach the market and keep uh, trying to find new ways to access that information about uh, how, how Canadians are, are, are feeling. Um, so that is the end of my uh, presentation. Um, as I said, this is something that we're doing on an ongoing basis. This is my contact information. Feel free to reach out to me through he- through email or LinkedIn or whatever. I'll put you on the distribution list. It's no charge. We just want you to have uh, the best information that you have to, to guide your organizations. Um, and again, thank you to the uh, Canadian Franchise Association for for having me here today. And, uh, and I'll send it back.
0: Thanks for listening. For more franchising resources, including how to or articles, expert advice, franchisee success stories, and franchise opportunities, visit franchisecanada.online. You can also learn more about franchising at cfa.ca and can connect with specific franchise opportunities at lookforafranchise.ca.